The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. And just before we get to our next guest, a couple of comments on our, that last conversation about cannabis and about cannabis cuisine. Your thoughts, and again, it's it's all over the place, to be honest with you. Uh, this one's saying, yeah, of course there's an appetite for THC restaurants and cannabis cuisine. People go to bars, right? And Dennis says, uh, out of Camrose this afternoon, I think most people are okay with cannabis, and the ones that aren't, I'm not sure if they have tunnel vision or what. We have a substance called alcohol, which causes a whole lot of problems and grief for people and kills a lot of people, and yet people go home and have a drink every night and more on the weekends. Hypocritical? Just saying. That's uh, Dennis. And this one at a bar had this afternoon. Uh, over the years, kids have been sneaking their parents' booze and cigarettes. Just think of the repercussions when they get into the weed cookies and gummy bears. We should be ashamed of our government. So again, um, you know, different opinion uh, on this, and I suspect that that's going to continue. Uh, Want to switch gears here and ask you this question. And uh, if you answer yes, I'm, I'm hoping that you might share your story with me because I'm going to share a story with you coming up. Have you ever dealt with or witnessed violence or bullying in the workplace? If you said yes, you're not alone. A new survey released by the Alberta Council of Women's Shelters earlier today, just about a couple hours ago, suggests 25% of you have been exposed to workplace violence in the past year. It also reveals some startling numbers about domestic violence and sexual harassment at the workplace as well. Jan Reimer is the executive director of the Alberta Council of Women's Shelters. She joins us this afternoon. Jan, thanks for taking the time. Well, thanks for having me. Good afternoon. Okay, so as mentioned uh, in the survey, it suggests that 25% of Albertans have been exposed to workplace violence in the past year. A quarter of Albertans, that number to me is a little staggering. Were you surprised by that number? Well, I think we, uh, it's, it is also, it's surprising. Anyway, everybody, I think, uh, thinks of workplaces as the safe place to be. But particularly when you start looking at um, sexual harassment, uh, sexual violence, uh, bullying, you know, you can see how that uh, can uh, escalate fairly quickly. Uh, it was surprising to me, too, uh, because we hear a lot about uh, bullying in the workplace. We hear about sexual harassment in the workplace. Yet our survey told us that 25% of working Albertans have been impacted by domestic violence in the workplace. And we often don't talk or hear about that as much. And so it's it's important to get that on the public radar. So, you know, when, when the report came across and we had a conversation in the newsroom, someone says, what do they mean by domestic violence in the workplace? Because domestic violence is home. In the workplace seems to be, you know, separate. But no, they, they actually... Go together, don't they, Jan? Yeah, and I think that's been one of the things, too, uh, that we've really been trying to work on because domestic violence doesn't just stay at home. No. It comes with you to work. Um, and it may be that, uh, you know, uh, women are stalked, uh, harassed, uh, frequent calls at work um, based on, you know, something that may have happened at home, not full um, attention. Uh, and indeed, the worst case scenario is when perpetrators come to work and uh, they kill their partner, mm. or they may kill themselves, or they kill their co-workers. Mm. Uh, so it does have a significant impact on the workplace, but people often don't think about it in that light. Well, and often don't think about it until it's, until it's too late. So, Jan, how should we be thinking about this? 
Well, I, I, I think in Alberta we now have all, uh, legislation in terms of the Occupational Health and Safety Act that talks about uh, the need to recognize domestic violence as a workplace hazard. And when you do that, then you've got to look at your policies and procedures and be prepared to respond to it. Um, and I know just in terms of conversations uh, with different employees, particularly those who've had a uh, colleague uh, lost to domestic violence, they often say, if only I had known the uh-huh. signs. And well, when we see as well um, that, you know, if people understand those signs, then they're also going to see it more. Um, because until you know what those signs are, you're really not, know, you know, you're really not sure what you are looking for oftentimes. So you, we can have these changes to the occupational health and safety legislation, which, as you mentioned, included sexual and domestic violence as specific workplace hazards. But if... You know, if if an employer is not aware of those, um, you know, what do you do with that? And and there was another part of this study today that said that only 26% of respondents indicated that their employer had separate policies to address and prevent domestic violence. So when we're taking a look at this, and and you touched on it, but how can workplaces, how do we start this conversation? Can, does organizations like the Alberta Council of Women's Shelters help employers with with stuff like this yes we do we have a mm. actually have a special domestic violence in the workplace program and uh, we can work uh, with employers to talk about what the hazards are work with them on their policies uh, work with them in their occupational health and safety committees to look at how do you respond when there's a disclosure because the other things that we know uh, are that uh, you know, uh, workers are more likely to disclose to a colleague or, you know, um, and so once that colleague knows, what do they do? So, you know, people are, it's uncharted waters for many people. They're uncertain what to do. And uh, we'd be very pleased to work with employers to, you know, help to uh, navigate uh, these new waters. And it doesn't mean that you have to be a counselor or, you know, have specialized skills. It's around you know, knowing what those signs are and those interventions. And I think also not firing women because, uh, you know, they are surviving and living with domestic violence because we've had that happen as well. Mm. Jan Reimer is the executive director of the Alberta Council of Women's Shelters joining us this afternoon. Um, so you have the ear of tens of thousands of, of uh, CHED listeners right now. What should we be watching for, Jan? Well, I think you know, often the side, well, employer, you know, employees may disclose to a colleague, so that's an obvious one. And when that happens, it's to believe them and to connect them with appropriate supports, like calling a women's shelter. Often people think women's shelters have to go there, but you don't. Uh, there are outreach services that are there and available. And, you know, looking at how do you do, um, you know, a safety plan, you know, what are the safety provisions that need to be put in place in the workplace? Uh, you know, maybe you clear some of her calls. Maybe you take her name off of the front where you have a listing of employees, right? So there's, and, uh, and so I think there's different things that uh, employers can do um, uh, to address that. It's just sometimes they may not think about it until it, you know, it comes into the workplace and then they're kind of thinking, oh, what do we do? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what, Jan, i got to ask you, because I'm getting a number of texts just wondering, and I mean, we, we talk, obviously, domestic violence, um, um, 
uh, is perpetrated on, on women, according to all studies, more than it is men, but men are victims as well. This this study, did it focus on men and women or? Um, yes, it, yeah. it, it, well, it was 50% men and 50% women. Okay, there you go. So that's that's really interesting, uh, really interesting to know there. And I know of stories of, of men who have been, um, you know, have been uh, victims of bullying in the workplace, who have been sexually harassed in the, in the workplace uh, as well. So um, the conversation, the conversation, Jan, it can be a can be a, a, a tough one if, if someone suspects that someone is going through really any any of these, but you know um, you know dealing with domestic violence at home, and maybe it's a colleague, and we don't know how to start to have that conversation. Maybe we just want to turn our, our you know a, a blind eye to it because we don't want to get involved. Is it how do you how do you broach it? Janet. Well, I think you just, you know, so are things going okay with you? You know, I'm here for it. You know, if there's anything you ever need, let me know. It's right? easy as that, right? It's yeah, just... simple as that to start with. Okay. You, know? um, you don't have to start prying and saying things. But I think if, you know, sometimes if you see a woman, uh, you know, come to work and it's always arms covered and it's summertime mm-hmm. and dark glasses, um, you know, that too can, uh, you know, spark some conversation just to ask if everything's okay at home. The domestic violence rate in, uh, in Alberta right now, where does that sit at? Uh, we're one of the highest, I think about the third highest in the country of the provinces. Um, and it varies from year to year, uh, but we're certainly, um, you know, near the top in terms of uh, violence, uh, domestic violence. And it's one, something we really need to bring those numbers down. When it comes to um, shelters and, and, and place and safe places, safe places for uh, those um, fleeing domestic violence, where are we at with that? I know it tends to be at capacity. Yes, particularly in the major cities, uh, there's been a real lack of capacity. Uh, and that's why we want to make people know that even if you can't get in, uh, you know, the shelters do have outreach programs uh, to uh, support you. Um, and never hesitate to call, uh, mm-hmm. right, to support, to reach out for that help. Yesterday, um, the UCP government introduced um, that bill modeled after one in Britain called Claire's Law that would allow uh, people in abusive relationships to request information about a partner's criminal record. Your thoughts on this? Will it have an impact on domestic violence rates? Is it a step in the right direction? Well, it's definitely a step in the direction. You know, we need all the tools in the toolbox that we can get Mm -hmm. around, um, you know, domestic violence and and making, uh, you know, our community safe. Um, uh, so I think it's a really important first step. And if you think about it, too, like uh, Clara's Law came into place uh, uh, largely through uh, efforts by her father. That's right. Um, who campaigned and, and uh, to uh, make sure that this information could be shared. And, you know, he was at work uh, when he got the news that his daughter had been killed. Mm. Um, and I'm sure that has reverberated through that workplace for many, many years, because that's back in 2011. And I think if you, uh, you know, check the news, I think he's even in the papers the last five days ago or so. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, it's, uh, I think it is a good step in the right direction, but we also need to make sure, and I think the ministers also said that, that the wraparound supports are there for women, because you just don't want to come up to a woman and say, hey, you know, you're dating a real dangerous dude. Mm-hmm. You also want to be able to make sure she's got the appropriate uh, supports in place to deal with that and safety plans in place. One of the uh, one of the interesting comments that I always hear when we have a conversation about uh, domestic about domestic violence is, well, why doesn't she just leave? 
I mean, it should yeah. be easy that she, she just leaves. There's a, there's a real uh, preconceived notion about, I don't know, the fact that I think that some people just think it's easy to pack up and leave. And, and, and from what I understand is that leaving is the most dangerous time. That's right. And I think it's a, it's a good question you asked because when we did our man's attitude survey earlier this year, that still is an area that we need to work on. People don't understand uh, why she doesn't just leave. Um, and they think, oh, she could just leave if she wanted to. And um, when women leave, it is the most dangerous time. It's the, uh, the time when you are most likely to be killed is after you've left, not when you're in the relationship, mm-hmm. sadly, because uh, it's, uh, domestic violence is all about coercive control, power and control of one person over another. Uh, so it's not that easy. Um, and then if children are involved, the children may love their father. Mm-hmm. Uh, or he may threaten that he'll take the kids away from her and she'll never see them again. And we see lots of custody and access uh, issues in the courts, uh, you know, on this all the time. Um, she's going to be poorer. Um, and if you then think, well, how easy is it to move? Everybody just loves to move, right? And do <laughs> um, animals so and think just that pets? simple relocation is yeah. challenging or yeah. having the transportation to get out or find an apartment you could afford. Uh, so there are so many barriers uh, for women when they are ready to leave. And one of the ones that, you know, I think of too, and I, you know, is pets. If you have pets, even that is something, right? Like it's mm-hmm. just all of these little things. You know, Jan, um, you know, someone just texted in and said, uh, I wanted to say that I've liked Jan Reimer ever since she was a mayor in Edmonton, a good mayor in my opinion. Good for her for moving on to other very worthwhile endeavors. Keep up uh, the good work of leading by example. Uh, you've been um, the executive director at um, the Alberta Council of Women's Shelters now for, for a number of years. Do you feel like we're, we're, we're making strides that things are getting better? Do you feel sometimes like you're pounding your head against a wall? Well, yeah, well, anyway, I have my days. Uh, I think some days, we, you know, like you see, you know, the government's moving forward with Claris Law. Mm-hmm. Uh, they help support us in doing the survey to find out where domestic violence is in the province. Um, uh, so, you know, in some ways we're moving forward, but I have to say we were lucky cleaning out some files the other day and I saw the... Uh, election campaign uh, questions for the federal election in 2005 yeah. and it's much the same questions like <laughs> what are you going to do for housing for violence yeah. against women right mm. um, what are you going to do around custody and access issues so sometimes they it's kind of hard to go back and look at those old files just to, because there is still so much that's left to be done yeah Jen Reimer joining us this afternoon thank you for joining us I appreciate your time okay thank you so much for helping to raise Take care now. Jan Reimer, the Executive Director of the Alberta Council of Women's Shelters. Have you been bullied at work? Have you dealt with something like this? I'd love to hear from you at 6.30, Tell you about what happened at one of my workplaces uh, when we come back. So you just heard uh, Jan Reimer tell us uh, this survey which was uh, released by the Alberta Council of Women's Shelters just earlier today that uh, suggests, it says that 25% of Albertans have been exposed to workplace violence in the past year. 14% had witnessed workplace violence. 11% had uh, first-hand experience with it. 
Um, and according to the survey, workplace bullying is the most common form of workplace violence, followed by the impacts of domestic abuse. Of those surveyed, 37% reported encounters with bullying in their workplace, sexual harassment, 23% sexual violence, 18%. And um, this study, and again, it was, you know, 50% men, 50% women. So it was men and women uh, reporting this. And I can tell you, uh, I know from conversations about bullying in the workplace in years past that uh, a number of you have experienced it. And... Uh, years ago, I'll, I'll tell you a story. Years ago, I worked with someone, this was a long time ago, um, who was notorious, uh, was a notorious bully in the workplace. Uh, this person would uh, open other people's mail. This person would go into their computer, uh, someone else's, one of their colleagues' computer, and and, um, and somehow get in and and forward emails and that sort of thing. Uh, this person um, was physical with other coworkers in a couple of instances, and it was really frustrating. Um, you know, when you stood up or when you tried to to stand up, um, nothing really seemed to get done it was almost like um this person had some so, sort of hold over uh management uh, at the time as well and uh a number of us uh felt this way and it made for a very difficult uh workplace and it you know what it didn't end until um you know, more and more people stood stood up, and uh, this former coworker um, eventually left the company. That's how it ended. It didn't end. I mean, you you think about going into somebody else's mail, opening someone's mail. You think about going into someone's computer, taking their private emails. You talk about actually being physical with someone, and nothing was ever done by management. It ended when this person left the company. That is the only way that it ended. And to me, I still shake my head at it. I just shake my head at it.